Welcome to Bondless Rugby, the home of boys, brews and sports balls. I'm your host Kaya and along with me the co-host is Dr. Dup. Good day. If you're a new listener, welcome to the main event of the Bombless Rugby podcast for rugby fans by rugby fans. We chat about the hot topic of the week, argue what our most and least favorite teams and players, <clears throat> Bernafoli, <laughs> while trying to uh, select the best teams of all time. Uh, obviously, we can't talk about other super rugby things because there's no super rugby or any rugby at the moment. So if you enjoy this podcast, please give a consider following us on social media, uh, all the social media platforms, we're there. Except for TikTok. Not yet. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Yeah. We, we need content for TikTok. Yeah, Actually, yeah. we can probably film ourselves right now. And, and we'll we tell you right at the end which platforms are on. But just quickly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. Bottomless Rugby, at BTL Rugby. You can find both things. of us on the same one. We're there. there. We are there. So, first things first, channel update. Um, thanks to unforeseen circumstances. Well, I can't say unforeseen for circumstances. We knew this was coming. It was coming. Books have been written about this literally from like three or four TikToks years ago. TikToks have been put up. Like, the, we knew this was coming, <laughs> but we didn't know how bad it would get quickly. Or how quickly it would yeah. get bad, yeah. So, we will uh, continue with content in this break from rugby, which we don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah, let's be honest. We just don't know how long rugby will not be yeah. played. And this is everything from school or schoolboy rugby has been cancelled here in South Africa. Club rugby is gone. Professional rugby is yeah. gone. And it's all over. Yeah, like sevens, all everything's over. done for now. So main event, again, will not will now be coming out on Wednesdays. Yes. Did we say Tuesdays? Yes. Yeah, it's coming out on Wednesdays now. So it'll be around midday. Midday-ish. So numbers out wide has shifted to Thursdays. Yeah, so so I'm gonna be taking over the Thursday slot with numbers out wide. The idea there was mainly like to help people with their fantasy rugby selections, yeah. but there's not gonna be fantasy rugby selections for the foreseeable future now. So what will but, be now? But I do have some really cool stuff with the fantasy rugby. We're gonna do um basically like like a player rating index thing. Nice. Um to to really get into the nitty-gritties of the numbers and help people make some good selection choices. For Super Rugby, even if you if you, if you are a part timer playing fantasy yeah. rugby, you could do well if you follow this. So stay tuned. Game back. Just a reminder: this week did not go well for me. Um, so thanks <laughs> to hashtag C19. Um, <laughs> and then when rugby activities assume, well, not really. I think this coming Monday, the unknown podcast will be launching. It's finally happening. It's happening. It's been threatened for like a month and a half, <laughs> but. We finally got time. Because I can't say I don't have time anymore. You can't say that. Um, There's literally nothing you're going to be watching on the weekend. That's live. And talking about people with time, Rihanna released the album. You got time. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, the Unknown podcast is literally that. Unknown. You don't know what's going to come up. And I'm... You don't even know what's going to come up. I don't even know. Like, at this point, we're going to create content. Am I going to watch a movie on rugby? Am I going to talk about Matt Damon's terrible accent? Um, <laughs> there was a couple of terrible that. accents in there. I forgot about that. You know what's the funniest thing about that movie? If you watch the scenes where he does the drop kicking or any kicking for poles, you can see whether it's the, they've got, the time they've got a professional flower in or it's him. Because his technique is completely bad. Just, just quickly on that. Did they really have to give us close-up action shots for that no. movie? Would it have worked? They could have just like used old footage. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you just played the game, you know, like like the view from the stands, yeah. it could have sufficed, you know. They tried so because then that would have been they wouldn't have had to actually have those and had professional players on. 
Because you could just see that some guys... That, that's just not how things happen on a rugby field. <laughs> I don't want to bring you in for the scrum one. Because we'll the there. scrums in that game oh, my are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing kills me like that. So, but talking about C19, our hot topic for this week is C19 and the obvious effects it's had on all rugby competitions. So, first things first, can we expect major rugby competitions to return and what timeline? You are a student of this more than I am. So. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, even though I'm a scientist and I'm, I'm, I'm in the marine field, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do I do have some understanding of this. I've done immunology courses and things like that. Um, to be quite honest, I don't see rugby coming back this year. Yeah. Um, if we consider now South Africa, the, the curve has only started to pick up now. We, mm-hmm. we only getting into the exponential phase now so yeah um if super rugby initially they were planning to come back in of april around mm-hmm. about there i'll be honest i think that's just when it's really going to hit us here in the southern hemisphere yeah like, like we are a bit behind it's going to hit us bad i don't see super rugby coming back yeah. you can't shorten super rugby you can't just have derbies until the yeah. end of the season like i know um scott robinson from crusaders coach um he actually said to Sansa, like, yeah, like, be creative. And as far as I like, agree with him, they should yeah. be creative and try to do what they can to save the tournament. I don't think it's possible. You can't just have a couple of derbies. Well, I mean, suppose you could agree we have a couple of derbies and then, you know, each conference winner, they meet up somewhere, they go have a couple of, like, matches. That's still very risky. Yeah. It's, it's still, there's a lot of risk involved as well. Yeah. I think this is going to be called off simply because the countries will probably decide that for them. Yeah. Like New Zealand's travel restrictions killed Super Rugby. Yeah. Immediately when that happened, I knew like, it's gone. It's like, I don't think it will come back this year. Yeah, because this I is bigger than sport. This is bigger than sport. And as much as we would love to see Rugby return, I think the, the safety of all people should be considered. And there's a lot of elderly people that love the game. Yeah would be at most high-risk people that are coming in. And there's a lot of, like, I think a lot of younger people that don't realize how much risk they carry. Yeah, and, and so far the data actually shows that young people can be infected with the virus yeah. and they are asymptomatic, meaning that they do not show the symptoms. That's what happens to Idris Elba, isn't it? Basically what happens to Idris Elba. Um, Hashtag still the sexiest man alive. Right, and then in, in a country like ours, in South Africa, we aren't at the level where we need to be to test yeah. people quickly and to test a lot of people. So mm-hmm. there is still going to be a lot of unreported cases yeah. that happen. And that's where the virus really spreads. Yeah. And f- for many people, it might just be that they, they can't get to a healthcare place yeah. quick enough or whatever. And they might just be like, oh my word, this flu is hectic. They might not even know. There's that issue as well um, in a country like ours where the information doesn't get to anyone. So, so what do you suggest in terms of like, what do players do in this time? Because honestly, <laughs> what can they physically do that's safe in terms of like keeping up to fitness levels? Is there anything Yeah, because can... that, that we actually just spoke about this now and we're wondering, okay, like if Super Rugby were to come back, how do players still maintain yeah. their fitness levels, game readiness? Because if you're not going to be playing matches, how are you going to maintain game fitness? Yeah. And, there's, um, and there are bound to be some players who get Corona. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, the prediction is that within the next two years, 70 to 80% of the global population will yeah. get this virus, which how hectic that might sound in the bigger picture long term, 
it benefits society because we can build up immunity yeah. and go read up herd immunity. Um, a little science bit for the day um, yeah. to to understand how education how we how we all work together to keep each other healthy. Yeah. You know? So in the long run, like I, I'm sort of of the opinion, like okay, we should try and continue as normal. Yeah. Be prepared if you do get sick. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. So for a rugby player, like a rugby player has to prioritize their health. Cool. Mm-hmm. Min- minimize exposure to potential people. Like yeah. these guys have traveled a lot. Do your quarantine. Be on the safe side. Check in with your doctors. Yeah. Phone them. Don't go see them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can. They probably all have their own personal doctor anyway. Yeah. Um, go do your training. If you have a training facility at home, cool. You can train there. I think jog, the jogging would still be fine. Like especially in South Africa, like we do have places with large open spaces where you're not mm-hmm. going to encounter people. You can do that. But when it comes to training for matches. Playing matches, yeah. that is where the problem comes in, and I don't think it's yeah. an easy solution. Because like, so New Zealand is planning there. Uh, it seems like a might attend cup, but just like held back a bit for the five teams. With that, con- with that issue of training, do you think this can actually realistically happen? I know. So the big issue with Southern Hemisphere rugby um, is that there's a lot of financial pressures on, the, on teams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Most of the teams are ba- were barely making money as it is so now this is obviously put them in big financial yeah, issues yeah. and obviously the players are stressed because you get paid per game for a lot yeah. of them there are some guys who get salaries but a lot of there's a lot of pay per game players yeah on that um i saw an article that came out where they basically made the case that like this could literally threaten the survival of super rugby going forward yeah, you know, like like just a couple of weeks back, we were talking about oh, SA teams maybe joining other competitions, stuff like it's time. This might just be the thing that yeah. breaks up Super Rugby, and each union decides what is best for them. Yeah, this might be a big factor going forward. Because yeah, I don't think there's a it's not a safe way to train. So in a squad, there's what thirty to thirty five people. You're More gonna have than. the juniors also training. You have the staff at the stadium. Uh, you so send, you send the 60. juniors home. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who really brings in money for for the franchise? But then if the player gets injured, you usually want the juniors to come yeah, in. Okay, so you have enough. like 60 people at least in a stadium just to like do a training session, running admin staff. You got a little few. So you already have that many people coming in and out yeah. every day. So it is a bit of a conundrum in that way. And unfortunately, again, with asymptomatic guys, Oh my goodness, that English word is destroying me. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, there's no closer term for us. I can't just come out here. <laughs> but like, <Goodness. laughs> that he, um, you can't, if one guy is like sick, you won't know for two weeks. So that happens at the beginning of the new right. training session. That could just decimate the team. Like, Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, so, so, so let me try and give a scenario in which you could do this. Yeah. Um, all right, two, two weeks. Yeah, someone someone could show could not show symptoms for two weeks plus. Yeah. Um, fine. So the only way you could do this, if if rugby was going to take a break longer than a month, you know, then there is one way you could still do training with everyone. Like you would, but you would have to ensure that all players actually go through proper quarantine. Yeah, all players get tested and confirmed to not have the virus. Yeah, once you have established that. All players are virus-free. They haven't had contact with anyone in, say, two weeks, three weeks, period. Yeah. You could then move everyone to a facility 
um, put them all together there. Yeah. So you basically now have a big quarantine facility. So you basically quarantine them That's from outside heavy. influence. Yeah. And then you could have them live there, stay there, make sure that everyone who is there went through the same procedures. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you wouldn't be able to go out. Like yeah. there's going to be real social implications like that. Yeah. It's essentially like you're telling the team, okay, we're going to be going on tour. But instead of going overseas, you're going to some hostel, school, somewhere that where you have yes, a you facility. Could have more 15 teams do that. You but could it require do that. the sacrifice of everyone. Right? It's going to require the sacrifice of everyone, but it will and one also stadium, take, basically. take time to set it up. One stadium, yeah. basically. The risk you do have with that is that if someone decides, nah, like, I'm not going to be staying here. I'm going to hit the club after the out, whatever, <laughs> and they get it, it's the gone. whole thing's gone. It's gone. So there just isn't... There really isn't a way. Like, the same as, like, um, similar to what the NFL has to face. There's almost no way the NFL season can start with this no. current issue. No, you can't. Because they are literally the worst. Because you, like, you have 100 people just on the training teams. Yeah. So you can't have non-essential coaches. You can't break it into... Because that's the other thing. Like, you can't break the rugby teams into sections. You can't be like, you work on these skills independently and then try to bring it together match day. Can't do that. No. So Any sports team, you need chemistry. Yeah. Play chemistry. But, so, I mean, if there's any, the players are listening out here, Adam Thompson. Adam Thompson, uh, come on. <laughs> like, we'd love to hear, like, what are players doing in this period? Because yeah. I don't, like, I haven't seen anything on Instagram yet. Ironically, it's all the actors who are, like, busy on my Instagram. <laughs> but, like, the rugby guys haven't been really posting what they're doing. And yeah, or, even the or, soccer or, guys as yeah, well. Yeah, what, what sort of plans <laughs> are they taking to do during this period of time? Actually, like, for all sports people, I'm generally curious, like, yeah. what are they going to do? I mean, if it's someone who plays an individual sport, easy. You can, yeah. you can do what you need to do. But mainly people in team sports, like, what are they going to be doing? Yeah. Like, we haven't heard franchises even saying, like, listen, we're going to be taking these steps. Like, nothing has come yeah. out. It's just kind of like everyone is just taking a step back and they're waiting. Yeah. And uh, also, like, if I mean, if, if it does have to be cancelled, I think Super Rugby needs to be awarded the team that's top at the moment. <laughs> that was the last one I'm coming to. Like, if the competition is called off, do you pick a winner or do you just scrap this year? I think like we need to pick a winner happened. this year. This is, it's important the winner gets picked. Um, am I biased in this matter? Of course. Yes. <laughs> this is, I'm of the opinion that seven rounds in, you cannot pick a winner yet. The Sharks are clearly it's the most dominant team. Dude, they, <laughs> they could literally have fold out for the next 11 rounds. We were you not going to do that. You don't know. <laughs> not with my right. pimpy Hashtag Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Liverpool deserve. Like, Liverpool's different. They deserve it. <laughs> like, the they... Sharks do not deserve it yet. The Sharks, I can admit, because also the Sharks have played one more game than the Crusaders. So the <laughs> it cru... doesn't mean anything. It's like, technically the Crusaders could have won the next game and it would have been above us. Exactly. So, <laughs> But complicated with rugby's bonus points. Yeah. So See, there's that thing as well. I, I, I think if you're going to call it off, just call it off. Yeah. It sucks. I really feel for the Sharks. I was rooting for them. I think they look really good. Um, I was saying that I wasn't sure until they played the Stormers, who between them yeah. is you know the best SA team. I think hands down we can say they are the best SA team by yeah. far. Which was, I must say, I know it's not on the living, but like it was the biggest surprise. Like I did, I expected so much better from the Stormers. Uh, yes, I'm not sure if it was the early injury to. John Luke, because for some reason, Damien is just not working at 10 in the Stormer system. So, I don't know. It's just the way know. they're playing at the moment. I don't, I don't, I don't know, eh? Um, 
Because Kerwin was showing me that he's the number one. Kerwin's looking good at ten. Fussy at fifteen looks good. So, so yeah. where do you put Damien in? On that bench, baby. Can he move to twelve? Is mm-hmm. that maybe not something that should be considered? I still think Pollard is a better option at twelve. But I mean, this isn't. But yeah, let's, let's not digress. Let's not <laughs> like, digress. I do think, yeah, the Sharks should. The, 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 here's the thing. So this is one more implication that uh, I'll be speaking to, and we're, we're going to get more on this from a friend of ours. How does this work for players' contracts? So mm. Andre Stehazen had signed a contract that said at the end of Super Rugby, I think, he goes overseas. All right, all right. So all of these complications, how does that work? If Super Rugby gets cancelled, does he immediately go overseas? Does that... And how... Do, would, would that even matter if, you were if be the a league free, overseas is yeah, not underway? If you're going to be a free agent at the end of the season, how does that work? Mm. Because if the season gets declared as null and void, does that mean that your contract is then extended by a year? You still have a year in your contract? So there's just a lot of these contractual questions that I... I would love to see answered. So like a lot of people focus on all that stuff, but like let's focus on the players now. Like, how does this work out for their long term futures? Because yeah. these are guys again, they got mortgages, they got house, they got families to feed. They've yeah. also got the same problems we have as well. So yeah. how, how's it gonna At work? At the end for them? of the day, it's a job. Yes. Yeah. So like if I'm signed to the end of the season, what happens? Is when does my season end? And if there's no season somewhere else, has that season began? Can I then move there? Like, there's a lot of these other complications. That I think we're going to try to tackle this one. We're going to have to call in a we friend. Should. We should. We're going to have to call a friend for this one. <laughs> so Jordan, shout out to you, the one and only. But you're so All right. Yeah, let's let's, let's get into quick tap before we close this off. So in Super Rugby 2020 so far this season, which team has most impressed you? Um, obviously, I'm very biased in this answer. Sharks number one. Because so, so, so <laughs> before you go further, so you're telling me that you didn't have a lot of faith in your team before I, the season yes, started. I did. I okay, had none. so that's so why like, you're surprised. I've Even been, if you look at that backline, you guys have. I've been a Sharks fan my whole life. Grew, we don't need up, the backstory, bro. Grew up in Durban. <laughs> we really don't need it. Raised by Durban, looked up, felt the Durban power in me. That's enough. You can just you get know, to the point. Smelt Durban as a grass, <laughs> but <laughs> like. There was a team in 2007 that was like, it looked so beautiful. Then they got stepped by one man. But even they were not this good. They didn't have the fire. They had to deal with J.P. Peterson on the wing, not Spoon Corsi. True that. That was technically good J.P. Peterson. It was before that. That was when, yeah, that was tackling J.P. Peterson. He still scored tries. Yeah, he didn't tackle that day. But... Oh, sorry, just ball cups. (laughs) But that was like... But before the season, with all the turmoil, it wasn't clear as to what was going to happen. New and coach, eh? And Sean Everett, I didn't know anything about him, period. No one knew anything. But I had confidence, in a sense, in Britt. Because okay. he'd coached down here in PE. But, again, I wasn't sure if anything was going to click. Like, the back line, in theory, looked good. But I wasn't sure if it would come together. And obviously, I was worried about the number nine situation. And the forward pack was completely new. A lot of them had come together from different places. So the yeah. core, I think, one... I think two, three, four, five had played together, and the rest were coming to Tarapol also seven. So like there was five yeah. guys there who had come together before, but they all played in a different style. So now it was like, can right. they play this new game? So and they impressed you. You didn't have a lot of faith. They impressed you. I will say that I agree with you. They were uh, impressive. Although I'm gonna say for my answer to which team most impressed is the Blues. I thought you were gonna say Brumbies, but. Can't. 
But I would have played the Brumbies. Because they just plugged in a new fly half out of nowhere. He's never played fly half before. Dude, and, and the Brumbies amazing. will consistently be the best team in Australia. But they're, they're not just the best team in Australia. They're dominant. <laughs> Which is Expected. I'm not surprised that they're dominating Australian Brumbies. The reason I'm saying the Blues, however, is, is that, one, Blues reputation. Yeah. Right? And then that first game they played this year, they played the Chiefs, right? Yeah. And they, and they were... First half, they're dominating Chiefs. They're playing good rugby. <laughs> and then the old Blues returned. Second and they, half. And they lose the game. And I was thinking, ugh, here we go again, right? Like, we're going to we're gonna see a, a Blues team that's going to come out. They're going to do some exciting stuff. And at the yeah. end of the day, they're going to let the game slip. And then after that, they just started playing some really good rugby. They started closing out games. Yeah. They somehow find a winger that's better than the New Zealand winger. Why does New Zealand keep doing this so often? I don't know where they find 11 right? or 14th New Zealand. Where do they find these guys? I'm like, oh my We word. find guys like once every five years. They just like pop every them out. Every year they pop them out. And this blue team, blues team has been looking yeah. so good. Rico 13 is perfect. Rico 13 is working. That's his long-term feature. I am very impressed with the blues team. Yeah. Actually, really that's a lie. I think Rico's long-term feature is at 12. Because he seems 12. to be slowing down more and more. And I think him and Eno would be a pacey back. Can you imagine a backline with Bro- with Broden Barrett pass the ball to Rico, who pass the ball to Eno? Broden Barrett. Uh, Broden. <laughs> Broden. That was a good one. He must be like the funniest because like he wasn't gonna play rugby until Australia until April. No, and he's no. <laughs> dude, take the year off. Eh? <laughs> but hashtag man's looking after family. Right. But the team, okay. But I must say, like, I still think the Brumbies are impressive, and the Blues have been impressive. The funniest thing about them is. They removed one of their star forwards, put in a new guy at number eight, and you're, he's much better. You're, you're, so you're, that is true. This is when I'm going to call it like Akira. I don't know what's going on, but I think overseas is calling you, baby. <laughs> or you can just go to another team in Super Rugby as well. There's that option as well. Um, so on that, but we'll, yeah, carry which on. team most disappointed you so far? Um, thinking about this offhand. Two teams that disappoint me the most. The Lions. Uh-huh. I expected them to still play great rugby. I knew it would be a struggle, but I expected them to still play good rugby. And I think Elton's gonna, has been putting that team on his shoulder. Um, he's probably the first week he's been able to sleep Hashtag properly. LeBron. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he the LeBron of that team now. He doesn't have the weight on his shoulders anymore True. of having to carry the team. He doesn't have to go to ice bots feeling all the pain. But like, they're just not clicking. And the whole back line is still the old, older guys. So that's why I'm like surprised the backs are not clicking. And the forwards, I thought this was Diamond's year. He was going to step up. There's a lot of players who are expected to step up, just haven't. So it could, but this is where the coaching thing kicks in because they've got a fitness guy to become the main coach. And I'm just not sure he's getting it together. And then yeah. you've got a lot of guys like Warren and the other players, like love the guys, but like they're not really coaches yet they've not studied anything and you're putting them at the highest level this is a South African problem it is a South where we just problem. elevate people to positions where they've never even coached before yeah so no, that's, that's been one and I think the other one is still the Chiefs as much as they've been good really I the thought the Chiefs have disappointed you I thought that there's a problem like I didn't expect some of the losses like the two losses they had okay in all fairness the, those two losses they had I didn't expect that and I I thought they'd play a much more attacking. Okay, I thought they'd play a more attacking game, but I forgot who Warren Gatland was. <laughs> and surprisingly, defense has not been as solid as I thought it would be. Yes. So I do think they could. They were starting to click now. 
But before, and I was like, oh, they're not doing as well as I thought they would. I thought, I really thought they would challenge the Crusaders because the Crusaders team looks weak this year. It's their weak, if there's a duo to top of the Crusaders, this was it. Yeah. Yeah. But as usual, Crusaders just find plays out of nowhere. They just found a 12 Duncan McLeod who looks amazing. So. Who is this guy? Who, we I'm ask sh- ourselves that question. Scott Robinson could come here. Who is this guy? I'm sure Scott Robinson could come to Africa, take me, put me on the flank, and next week I'll look amazing. Well, not next week. Give me six months of fitness and health. Two years. <laughs> and next thing you're like, what? Where did they find this Kai guy? <laughs> For me, I'm so disappointed in my Bulls team. <laughs> right? Let me let me put it this way. I knew this season was going to be a struggle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in the least surprised that we are struggling to win matches. But I'm yeah. the most disappointed in how we are playing how a specific player right <laughs> players play it's a few players right but it's it's that that sense of like up until when they played the highlanders and suddenly when they put on another jersey they played better <laughs> right up until that point it was literally like the guys don't want to score tries yeah. they don't want to do well on the field there was just a sense of like like they knew this was almost pointless in a way yeah like oh, man it was the way they were playing that was really disappointing to me. Like it, like I said earlier, it felt to me like they took a step backwards. They had Morley in there for way too long, yeah. right? Then they bring on Marnie. Suddenly things happen a little bit. Yeah, you know. Um, Lost. That's why I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed in them that you're bringing in old players, right? And you're hindering the development of a young talent. It was like Josh has done nothing for right? you. Josh, he has like he hasn't been stepping up. Mm. I mean, and what's his name also? Like, money got taken off the 55th minute Lewis, when you guys are chasing the game, which made yeah, no sense. Made no sense. Like, he, sh- that's the kind of play you need if you're going to be chasing yeah. a game. Someone who's not afraid to, like, swing it around and run it up and so forth. At least Korea's been looking decent. It's got to step up. So, I'm, I'm more disappointed when young players are basically like, like their development is being yeah. put on pause, mm-hmm. right? By an old player that, yeah, he has his reputation, but what has he really done yeah. to show that that reputation is still warranted? Right? And the disappointment comes in where it's clear to everyone that these particular selections are not working. Yeah. Right? And the coach was unwilling for too long to rather give the youngster the go ahead. Yeah. To put faith in the youngster to be like, listen, like, you are the long term team we wanted this franchise. Yeah. We're going to back you. Warner, you're going to child bench. All day. Right? You, you're coming here, like, make it clear to the older guy, you are here for mentoring role. We're still mm-hmm. going to expect you when you come onto the field. These are the expectations. But we yeah. are expecting you to mentor and help develop this young talent. Mm-hmm. That is where my main disappointment lies. Yeah. And just a quick side one. What do you feel about Jake White coming, possibly coming? <sighs> Look, in all fairness, there's a position that needs to be filled. Yeah, right. I will say this though: I don't know what exactly would be required of the CEO. I don't know if Jake White has the the CV to demonstrate that he is the right person for that mm. particular job. So I'm I'm just gonna withhold from that. Like I look, it's possible next week. It's it's possible <laughs> that he could come in and do good stuff. I will say this though: from what I've read so far, that he apparently hates rates Putahiman. And was like, if Jake White gets the position that he wouldn't let him go. So for that reason alone, no, I don't want him. I think oh we my. need a we need a young coach. 
Like, if we're going to be struggling and, and playing bad anyways now, right, is this not the best time to look at your systems, yeah. bring in younger talent, lock them in long-term, like, and have your plan, like what the Lions did when they got kicked out of Super Rugby. Yeah. Like, they took that opportunity to go through their systems, put the right people in the right places, yeah. and build up. Like, here's our long-term vision. That's what we're working towards. Yeah. That's good. So, next one. Which player surprised you this season? Mark Talia from the Blues. <laughs> Wings that are bought out of Oh, the my word. Like, this man was, like, keeping Rico out of the team. They had to now put Rico in at 13. <laughs> yeah. That says a lot. Also, like, if you just look at some of his numbers, like, the amount of defenders he's beaten, he's beaten, like, the most defenders in Super Rugby. Yeah. The second person has beaten, like, 20 less people. Yeah. Like, that is the difference there. Like, his, his, his meters he makes is ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't see that, like, if you knew this player was going to be so explosive yeah. and you picked him for fantasy rugby in the first five, six weeks, oh my goodness. you would literally be sitting in the top 200. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you just backed him. So, no, he's been an absolute yeah. surprise and it's brilliant. Like, like we need that in the competition. Yeah. We need it to happen in more teams. Mm-hmm. We need to see talent coming through. Oh, that's brilliant. For me, it's one man or one man alone. The man that Super Brew apparently refuses to put in there, Andre Tazen. Like, when we, again, one of the things that shocks, I was like, I thought he'd be the weak link in that back line. Surprisingly, he's been vital to how the back line plays. I think he's your most important player in the Sharks team. Yeah, so if you remember our first podcast, I was like, sell him. I'm now in the <laughs> opposite position of like, keep him. Because the other guys, when they come on at 12 and they take him off the field, have not looked anywhere near as good. So he takes the ball up and he's passing and he frees um he frees all the other guys in the back line to do what they do. So and also like the other thing is like he just runs and the other teams immediately come in and then skip pass. He's and even when he takes the ball up, he's bringing in two or three players each time and yeah. just opens up the back line again. So he's such a vital player. I'd not seen how important he'd be to this style of rugby. Because often when you play running rugby, you don't realize how important that type of insight is. I think this is what they used to do with La Mape at the Hurricanes when they had Barrett. And especially when you have a quick back line, you need yeah. to a big carrying 12. And so you, I, you, you need that gravity in the midfield. Yeah. That's what you need. And um, his tackling has been amazing. He saved us a number of times. So he's going to be one of those players, I think, that I probably underestimated. And I think Robert Dupree was keen making me not like him. <laughs> but I think he was doing work that was unseen. I think the most value Estazen gives to the Sharks is how crucial it is for the backline defense. Yeah. Like, oh my word. Like, the amount of times he stops Oaks and tackles him backwards. Yeah. Like, he just stops the attack of play, boom, and it gives other players around him time to get into yeah. set positions. I think He's that's vital to the defense. He is so important to that defensive structure. It's ridiculous. Uh, if, if he gets up, if he were to get an injury, if the season was still going on, yeah. I would be very concerned. I would be very myself. Um, So on that, so like, which player did you have high expectations for and were they made? This is obviously going to be highly Sharks. Obviously, it's got to be Sharks for you. So I'll I'll do a Sharks one and and like a non-Sharks one. So, Curran Bosch. This is his season and he's met those expectations. He's not running as much because he doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. 
which means he's always has this tool that can suddenly be unlocked out of nowhere. Because I've seen when he has gone for it, and the team has been like, has suddenly forgotten, like, oh my goodness, he's a, he can run. His kicking has been on point for poles, touch. He's been had a level head the whole time. I think it was only in our loss where he just seemed a bit frazzled. But in general, he's been calm, focused, and I was, I've been happy to see him do this. Because I think he's now at least Springbok bench level. Yes, there'll be Alton, who's slightly higher than him. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's still But I definitely think he's, he's going to be in the squad. Yeah. I think he should be in the squad. He's um, outplayed all the other guys. Yeah. Like, just a super rugby, he's outplayed the other guys. In SA, yeah, 100%. But again, Alton is really, at the moment, playing at a different level. Oh, yeah. And I think that he has to. <laughs> he has no choice. <laughs> but Bosch has got to be in the squad. He's, he's, I think he's about a year or two away. Because I think Elton and is going to go overseas. Um, and it's just Elton, we're never going to adapt to playing Elton style in South Africa. Nah. And Bosch is showing that he can play the kicking game if he has to. He can play the running game if he has to. In Interestingly enough, the Sharks are a kicking team if you go look yeah. at how they play. Statistically, so, they yeah, kick the most. It says a lot. Which it is something that everyone always thought so him. And then in terms of other player, as usual, my favorite player on the Super Rugby, Damon McKenzie. Ah, uh, no, they have not been met. I do, I'm not sure if it's just a matter of just coming back and he hasn't, he hasn't played that many games as well. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I was expecting him to go crazy because he's had some time off. He's recovered now fully. But yeah, maybe stylistically yeah. it's been a bit of a, I think Krudenbeck has suddenly somehow thrown him off. So maybe, maybe. But I still think Kenzie should play at 15. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So for me, play that I had high expectations for. Damien uh, Willemse. Yes. Yo, I mean, like, I'm a fan. Like, I think he has huge potential. And yeah. quite honestly, the expectation for this year has not been met. Yeah. He had a good game in the start of the season. And since then, he's just been fading. Yeah. Uh, so much so now that, yeah, they put Man's another Oak into play 10. They moved into yeah. 15. So that should tell you everything. Because they were saying, all right, Willems is going to be the 10. Yeah. All right. But now when the backing <laughs> is no longer there, that should tell you all you need to know about the expectations that were there within the Stormers camp as well. Yeah. And they weren't met. Um, it's disappointing. Eh? Like it's, it, it, it really makes you wonder like, okay, like was this just a lot of hype? Has he lost form? Is he dealing with something? Is yeah. that system he's playing in maybe not the right fit for him? Because mm-hmm. I'm starting to think like, wow, like what, what if you would, if you plugged in Damien Williams in that shark system, he'd be perfect, right? Where, where there just seems to be a lot more freedom for the backline, I yeah. think he would flourish a lot better. I actually think if they if sharks switched to the two playmaker system and brought him in and played a ten twelve with him and and Bosch, that could be a potent way to get around not having a big ball carrier at twelve. Yeah, because I think those two again. So I think there is that what you just said earlier. There is that potential to play twelve, but. He, he does have size on his to his oh, benefit. I mean, could do that. has any South African team ever tried the ten twelve thing before? No, we tried it at one international games in New Zealand. They didn't know what to do with it. So the ten twelve thing could work. I really, yeah. really think we should explore the, uh, the possibility of having two playmakers at ten twelve, yeah. and then you can have a playmaker at fifteen. Like I mean, Fassi will be there. And he's always give us so many options. All right, um, so another quick one. Um, is there like a yellow or red card incident from the season that Thanks. just sticks with Oh, you? this is easy. <laughs> this is the absolutely easiest question because... Are we going to agree on this one? 
This weekend. This weekend, oh my word. So I've heard more nonsense this weekend than I have in my life. So I've got major respect for my boy Nick um, and other guys. But here's the thing. Laws are laws in this case. Rugby, I've read a lot of concussions. So I had to quit rugby because of concussions. Yeah, I've myself have, have had yeah. a hectic concussion with a hematoma as well. Where, yeah. yeah so like I have blank parts of my memory that I will never remember. And it's affected me in other ways as well. So... Having dealt with all this over the last what, six, seven years, I know the pain what it can really cause to you long term. So, World Rugby has said all these things about what they want to do about concussions and how they want to manage them, how they want to help things come better. I've always said, first of all, up until like 13, you need to limit the amount of tackling and certain hits because of how yeah, yeah, players yeah, get hit. Yeah, but that, that's, yeah. that's a topic for that's like That's yeah. one we're going to get into podcast, together yeah. in a special investigation. But like... Players were told, okay, you hit a guy in the air, it should be red because the possible damage. So now, the thing that World Rugby technically did to add to that was they added how the person lands. Hmm. But from what I saw in the law, that actually isn't... I thought that was in the law, but that isn't there. No, it's 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 like a referee standard. It's, they consider what are potential mitigation factors. Yeah. And in no way do I think the way that you fall or hit the ground should be considered a mitigation factor, yeah. right? And secondly, yeah, oh no, sorry, slow motion is the problem. Slow motion is also mm. a problem. But but on, on the mitigation factor, yeah. it's like, all right, so you do get taken out in the air. That is the offense that needs to be officiated. Yeah. Not how you land. Yeah. Right? And, for example, I quickly looked uh, yesterday, I was watching it's a Rugby Magazine's podcast, and they were also talking about this and showed footage, and they showed um, Quahan Smith's yes. one that he had. Now, in essence, both of those incidents are exactly the same, Yeah. but there were two different outcomes. One was a red card, and the one was a yellow card, yeah. and that is a big, big issue. And Pepe, in that time when he gave him the red card, clearly said, this is not what I want to do, but the laws say yeah. this. 100%. The referee, yeah, and we also in this case had a situation where the team O was pushing for a red card, yeah. and the on-field referee was saying, no, I think there's enough mitigation factor to lower this to a yellow. Yeah. Now, whether the referee was reluctant to give a yellow because it's literally the first thing of the game that happened, yeah. um, could have been a, been a factor in that decision, yeah. and that is worrisome. Because now you are sort of bending the law to accommodate yeah. something else. And they should maybe consider an alternative to a red card where a player just gets taken off. I think it could be done where maybe yeah. you get a red card, the player goes off, you can give them 20 minutes without mm-hmm. a player. But after 20 minutes, you can bring a substitution on, yeah. bring it back to full complement. You can have a contest yeah. you know, in that. And then you still go, you know, give match suspension to the player off. I, I mean, that's a possible thing, but like, because that teams can also adapt to give a red card. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, the signing commission afterwards said there should have been a red card. Yeah. And I think he has been cited. So, Dude, straight, off, is, straight off the map. There is nothing. Dobson said if it was a red, he would have been fine with it. Yeah. Like, his reaction, when they showed his reaction, he, he, he knew it was guaranteed. a red. Guaranteed. He was like, oh, my word, this is a red. He's the gone. Only, like, everyone thought it was a red, except apparently the ref. Yeah. Because, and also, like, the, so going back to the thing of slow motion. Slow motion doesn't, especially in high impact injuries, doesn't show the full damage. Louis went off the field with concussion. Yeah. And when you slow motion, like, oh, the which part did he land on? The dude went off on a stretcher. Yeah. Like, let's just Immediately, put he, that he into didn't, perspective. Like, the, the 
The ref looked at him on the ground, not moving, and thought, no, that was an okay tackle. Like, that again for me was like, mm. sometimes like the severity yeah. of the injury. And, and, let, and let's consider, like, um, <laughs> I almost said Peter Steph Toy looks so much like his butt. Um, so, Yander Toy, he clearly went for the tackle. He didn't mm. compete for the ball, right? Yeah. And his timing's off. Like, if you're going for the tackle, it is your responsibility to make sure that you tackle the player once his foot touches the ground. Yeah. And in that case, when you're going for a tackle and you take him out while he's still in the air, like that, it yeah. should just be a straight red. Yeah. Right? Like I was saying on the group, if if he had jumped to try and compete for the ball, which I thought he was in a position where he could have tried to catch it, yeah. and they collided and they fell bad or whatever, then you, I think you could start to look at mitigation factors. Yeah. Was he in a realistic position? How yeah. did he fall? Because now both players were in the air and both yeah. players took the risk to go up into the air. But he didn't. Like, the toy didn't take any risk on himself. Sure. He, all the responsibilities was on him yeah. to make sure he tackles at the right time. And that's that's about, for me, it doesn't make any sense as to why that wasn't read, immediately read card. So, again, this is a massive incident, and I want Will Drupi needs to be honest about himself. Are they taking injuries seriously or not? Yeah. Because... That's, that's the question. In that same stadium that day was... As a kicking consultant to the Sharks was Patrick Lambert, whose career has been ended by head injuries. Yeah. And so this needs to be considered. Like, head injuries are serious. There's long-term effects. Do something about it. I mean, we haven't studied it as probably as deeply as the NFL has. I'm not sure if we've had enough rep. Because professional rugby's only been happening for 20 years, none of our players have passed away and so we have to study their brains yet. Yeah. But we are. There has to be similar things. It has, to be, has to be very similar. And then lastly, this is the end of the quick tap. Um, this is a special one for you, Kai. Yes. Um, what would you say to Bernard Foley to lure him back to the Tars? You're going to start? Because I think, I think the Tars need him. This is just for you, my friend. <laughs> um, literally, I think... Because they need him. They need That system seems to have been built around him. So, Will Harrison is, is a good player, good kicker. So, he's got a bit of a bigger boot. Less accurate for poles for some reason. But he's... Style of playmaking just isn't working. So, whereas so, Foley seemed to make that thing work because Foley and Bill had an understanding that him and Harrison don't seem to have. So, I would be like, Foley, I can't even lure him back with a chance of winning Super League because they don't really have that. What are you going to say to him? <laughs> and you can't beat him with money. So, really? You, you don't think you can't, can't lure him They have money. the upper limit of 400k. Um, um, that's the special players. And the last special player went a bit wacko. So, like, they, so what if what if what if you were allowed like Saracens did to <laughs> give other incentives? I like, wish we had video what, to show our faces what right you, now. <laughs> what would you offer him? Um, I would offer him housing, <laughs> and he seems so. Yeah, here's the thing: Foley's a rich boy. He's child of a lawyer, so it's hard to like beat him financially. He's set for life, you know. So you've got to offer him maybe shares and something. No, right. he can be retired do, do, afterwards. Do you, do Give him a job in Sky Sport. Something <laughs> like... Do you go to a city and you're like, listen, guys, like we need all the restaurants to get in here. Like, you know, <laughs> Bernard Foley eats and drinks for free from now on. And I can definitely, we can do some of that. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, practical. Like, what is, no, you, what you, is his wife like? Dude, are you going to give him like the Kawhi Leonard treatment? Yeah. Does his wife want to go shopping? Let's send her shopping. Like, whatever they want. <laughs> Give it to Bernard because they need him. But also, like, in general, 
I do think Bernard Foley should come back to F4 Australian rugby because right now the form for is Lalesia. Yes. I know they're going to make the stupid mistake of bringing in Tamua, who somehow lost all form. What about, <laughs> what about Connor? Connor's, like, Connor's if, looking if, good. If he's got to be consistent at 10, I mean, it's pretty season's probably going to be called now because yeah. I was really keen to see how Connor's going to adapt but Connor Beal works every time. So I think they would have probably started a Connor Beal with Alessio coming off the bench. Uh, they probably would have chosen tomorrow over him, but probably tomorrow. But Alessio is like can play ten and twelve easily. I think it's going to depend on what's what sort of style yeah. the Wallabies want to play. That's going but, to be the main factor. Yeah. But Foley makes a big difference in that regard, and you can see at the World Cup when he they kept dropping and changing, chopping a fly off. So yeah, but I don't think there's enough to bring him back. Not not at all. I would I would tell him you can be CEO of Waratahs. <laughs> <laughs> You can run the whole show. <laughs> Maybe Australian rap Because right now, Castle's not doing the best job. And you job. can pick yourself <laughs> at 10. <laughs> Man's will pick himself at any position he wants. <laughs> so, right. Thank you guys for joining main event here on the Bombless Trappy podcast. You can find all our podcasts on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google. Why are you saying iTunes? Man? You know there's no such thing as iTunes anymore. Google, Google Podcasts and Apple, what is and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Let me change it. Um, that's just my fault for not reading that probably beforehand. So go check out our Instagram and Facebook pages. Bondless Rappy on Facebook. Hashtag, and then at BTL dash, not dash, underscore. underscore Rappy on Twitter. Same with on, what's this place? Instagram, right? Yeah, but Bondless Rappy on Instagram works, yeah. yeah. Whenever you post about the show, just post hashtag BTL Rappy. Capital letters on the BTL and the R. It should pop up. It should pop up. We're there. So, yeah. Yeah, because um, we all want to be part of the conversation. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. We did put the question out there um, at professional rugby players. Yeah. What are you doing now yeah. during this break? Stay fit. Stay healthy. And what is happening with the contracts? Yep. Yeah. Big questions. We, we will get... We will call a friend. <laughs> Phone a friend. <laughs> and we will... <laughs> Have some more info next week. So until next week, chill with your boys, watch lots of rugby, drink lots of brews, and have a good time. Peace out.